Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 36 of the Spoiler Cast. I'm your host Dan Zarzicki and I'm joined here by Tristan Athern Hess. Got my lightsaber ready! And Patrick Knight. And I'm on a kind of a janky setup. <laughs> yes. This is our this is our first time doing a triple remote remote recording. So hopefully it works out well. And we picked the perfect time to do it, folks. Grab your hot cocoa, grab your sweater, pull someone close, because we are recording from the great blizzard of 2016 from New well, England. It's, it's not that yet. It's not last year yet. Disclaimer, pull someone close that wants to be pulled close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes, this is our first real snowfall this winter. And what is the spoiler cast? Well, the spoiler cast is normally your look at what we've been playing some game reviews, some gaming news, and then at the end of the episode, the, the end, end of, of the, the episode. episode sink. If all else fails, if all else fails, yeah, you could use that sync. At the end of the episode, we spoil a game for you, a game we've been playing. Now, this is the first time. So this is episode thirty-six, and this is will be the first time that we won't be spoiling a game, but we'll rather we'll be spoiling a movie. So. We're a bunch of bunch of geeks, nerds, whatever you want to call us, and we did go out and we did see the new Star Philanthropists. Wars. Philanthropists. <laughs> yep. I actually saw it twice. I don't know about you guys, did but I, I saw, I saw it. it twice. Yeah, I saw in it twice. Um, 3D and in 2D. I actually have yep, not seen same. it. That was a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was about to say, God damn it, Patrick. <laughs> but, we, but we all saw the new Star Wars movie that we've been waiting years for, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Oh, wait. The, we're talking about The Force Awakens? I thought we were talking about The Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we're clearly and obviously talking about The Force Awakens and not falling, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Fool we're me three about- times. For the prequel trilogy, shame on you, George Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> and we're talking about the new J.J. Abrams-directed flick, The Star Wars The Force Awakens. That's got everybody in a tizzy. Has broken all box office records globally. You know, first weekend, opening night, all that all that bullshit. It, it broke all those records, and we're going to be talking about what we it thought about the movie. completely thrashed Avatar. I bet, yeah. he's, I bet he's mad he jumped ship now. Yeah. <laughs> Made a ton of money. Well, I don't think he could have not expected it, because... You know, he sold it for billions of dollars. He knew Disney was up to something, but and also, thank God he did. Oh no, I'm yeah. talking about J.J. Abrams. Oh. oh, oh yeah, no. There were actually interviews recently where he is disappointed. Like he has regret that he's not directing the next movie. Yep. But he is. But he did write work on the writing of it. Mm-hmm. So. So, what we're gonna do is we're gonna actually gonna start off the episode. Which is different for us. We're going to start off the episode by doing the, the spoiler review of the movie, what we thought about it. And then I think after that... We'll go into games. We'll go into the games. We wanted to do a little special like retrospective and go through kind of games we've we've played. I think we've done it in the past with Halo, which is a lot of fun. Um, Fallout. And you guys games can check of the generation. But this Best time, games of the generation. But this time we're talking specifically... Star Wars games. Star Wars games. And yeah. where can you check that out? Jokes, you can check that out at threeheadedboy.com. And there's spoiler cast stuff all over the place. You can find it there. Cool. Um, so let's let's just jump right into it. I uh, think we should start with the big spoiler about Han Solo. Yeah, well, okay. So everybody, spoilers from this point on. Yep. Don't yeah, listen if anymore. You, if you don't want to be spoiled for The Force Awakens, even though by this point it is pretty much out of theaters, and you've had all of your chances to see it, 
Stop yep. listening. I actually saw yep. a commercial for it today. Yay! Keeps a commercial going. for what? It keeps living. For, for it in theaters. Oh, the movie. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> so yes, yeah, so you want to just get right to it? Okay. So let's talk about let's talk about the the bugbear in the room, the, the Chewie and Han love scene. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I saw that coming kind of a mile away, but still, it was nice to see that kind of finally. Oh wait. We yeah. we we <laughs> knew we knew Leia could never could never truly satisfy Han. Yeah, in a, yeah. In a way that in a way that Chewbacca could, you know. <laughs> okay. It's nice. Now, in in the news media, the news media of today, all about transgender, all about homosexual relationships, and now we have our first interplanet or interspecies you know, interspecies yep. relationship since, since Star Trek. I've yeah. I've been shipping it for thirty years. <laughs> Okay, so now that the three listeners that we had left <laughs> have all left, uh, let's talk about. Let's start. Just, I mean, I just you guys probably know I loved it because I love everything. But what, what did you, what did you guys think about the new Star Wars? I I loved it. I yeah. thought it was a little quickly paced, but I seem to be saying that about a lot of movies these days. I said it about Guardians of the Galaxy. I said it about Avengers. So maybe I'm just not used to movies anymore. <laughs> so. So I will say that. So I, I watched it twice. The first time, I probably ruined it for everyone around me because there's probably a high pitched fanboy squeal coming from me the whole way through. Yeah. Um, second time I watched, it, I watched it more objectively. And yeah. what I will say is that the problems I had with the movie, I still had after the second watching, but I didn't have any new problems. Okay, that's cool. It is the Star Wars movie we deserve. Okay. Maybe not the one everyone wanted, but the one we deserve. Yep. Enlighten us on that. What do you mean by that? So, Force Awakens plays it very safe in terms of structure and plot and story. It's a lot of nods and a lot of fan service to A New Hope. Yep, and Empire, and parts of Empire, and parts of... Uh, Return of the Jedi. Yep. But to be fair, they couldn't dare risk another prequel situation. Yep. Right. There are no trade so, convoys. Right. Yeah. Well, no, no. It's if this movie was bad, it probably would have killed the franchise. Yep. Four stinkers it, in a row. Yeah, it probably would have just straight up killed the franchise entirely. So they were playing it very safe there. But. If you look at the extended universe, which is now totally non-canon anyways, that shit's all cyclical to begin with. Um, I felt it was very much a Star Wars movie in spirit. I liked all the nods to the old things. And overall, I felt it was great. But? But the next <laughs> one's probably going to be much better. Yeah, I agree. Kind of like I Empire and New Hope. Right. Uh, we did have a lot of new characters to get introduced to. Finn, Poe. BB-8, Ray, Kylo. Uh, Snoke. <laughs> I swear to God, who names these Sith Lords? You know? he, nobody said he was a Sith Lord. True. Uh, yeah, we don't know who he is yet, right? Have you seen the theory that Snoke is Vader? Yep. Yeah. 
Like, if you look at Snoke and Vader as he appeared at the end of episode of 6, side by side, it's like, damn. Yeah, there's only one problem with that. Is that he should be super fucking dead. Yeah, even his Force Ghost was there. Yep. Unless he has two Force Ghosts, a dark one and a light one. Which is a profoundly silly argument. And at that point, how is... How does everybody see the Force Ghosts? I thought only certain... Only Jedi could see Force Ghosts. Right. Right. Um, so that's what... That's what. I mean, I, I like the theory that he's uh, Jar Jar Binks. Did you guys read that one on Reddit? Yep. What? I, so the Jar, the Jar Jar is a Sith Lord theory has been around since episode one. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, it was actually a really popular theory. And... A scriptwriter for episode two said that they made huge changes to the storyline after the way episode one was received. Mm-hmm. Huge changes to the storyline. Mm-hmm. And let's bear in mind that Jar Jar, for all his idiocy, somehow manages to become a general and a senator and manages to take out a whole bunch of yep. enemies while apparently goofing off. Yep. Uh, and all of his Senate speeches are punctuated by certain hand gestures. <laughs> yeah. But will it blend? But will it blend? <laughs> Gungan dust. Don't breathe this. <laughs> so, uh, that was my favorite fan theory. I, I really, I did enjoy reading that one. But anyway. The, the fan theory I want most to be true is the fan theory that Rey is actually Obi-Wan's granddaughter. Uh, I have issues with that theory, too. Well, I, I would prefer it over be, over her potentially being another one of the Skywalker clan. Mm-hmm. So, um, so do you want to, do we want to piece this... T- I guess let's, let's just jump right into that, then, and make that our first talking point, is who, who do you think is she who? is? Who do you think Ray is like in relation to the to the universe? You know, I mean, my, honestly, like if I had it my way, Ray would just be another person who who just you know has the force. But we know that for the purposes of movies and spoilers and she plot twists and fun stuff, she's somehow related somebody. to somebody. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are too There's way too much red tape around her to be honest. Because yeah. If you want to, if you want to say she's related to anyone, then you're going to run into the same problem that everybody runs into when you're talking about offspring of Jedi. It's not supposed to happen, and it keeps happening right. in all the media. It happened in uh, before. Uh, just a quick aside, it happened in Star Wars: uh, The Force Unleashed. Oh yeah. yeah, it's so my my understanding of that is that the. Is that it's not supposed to happen, but it's not supposed to happen because the Jedi Council doesn't want a bunch of superpowered Jedi running around. Um, yeah, the, the, my point being that it, if it's not supposed to happen, and now it's happened twice, it's in, in just these this short span of time in these movies, it just it kind of takes away the whole shit of it. It's like, why is it even a rule? If you know what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. To be fair, there is also the point of necessity. 
Yeah. Whereas Luke is basically the only one left. Yep. And you need more than one person to have a successful uh, religion. Right. Um, there are also theories around between about Finn. Um, l- let me. Let me yeah, just Finn is down. Finn is supposedly uh, Calrissian. Which I don't like. I don't either. I don't either. Oh, I'm is that a real? I didn't hear that one. Yep. Yeah, that's one of the fan theories out there. Is that Finn is like? Which that has that has Orlando. massive holes in it too because they say they quote him as being named Finn Calrissian, but Finn isn't his friggin' name. It's his call number as a story. It's his call number. Yeah. Right. It's the name Poe gives him. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I also don't want there to be just one black person in the entire <laughs> Star Wars universe. Again. <laughs> yeah. For the third time. Uh, yeah, yeah, for the um, third time. So so my personal my personal preference here would be that Finn and Ray are complete nobodies. That they are not related to anyone from the prior saga. So we can actually get some new that, characters in. That that would make that would be nice, but that would be nice. The trope of destiny is just way too powerful in the series as a whole for that to for it to be undermined at this point. Yeah. I, I, I at least want Finn to be a nobody. Yeah. Who becomes a somebody. And then there's the whole problem of his relationship with Ray and Hub and um, Well well here's here's the problem is that he's very much set up to be romantically involved with Ray, but the internet wants him to be romantically involved with Poe. Uh yeah. Yeah, they do. I didn't see that. That like, what what's the basis for Poe's? Uh, I I assume his fangirls taking it too far. Like with all, most things. Because I don't, um, I didn't really see any sort of evidence whatsoever of romantic relationshiping there. Well, yeah. no, yeah. no, not even his sexuality. I didn't see anything. Really. Yeah. I, I think I think that that the only thing holding any light to that argument is that you know in the, in this world that that's sort of like a nice little piece for the next Star Wars movie to say oh we have our first gay you know relationship and in, in, in the Star right. Wars oh it's universe, not even it's not even but, the relationship I don't even see I don't even see where they're getting that pose gay well that's what I, I mean that's yeah, why that's right. why I'm saying I think the only thing that holds light is that it would be a good marketing gimmick if that was the case but other than yeah. that like they just seem like they were good bros that just oh, they, you know, are, went, they are total bros went through, I think went they through some shit together own... you know and that was it he saved his life I mean Finn he owes his Han and Chewie I, I think Finn and Poe should have their own spinoff series where they do like where they have quirky adventures they call it the Though, honestly, they call it the forced couple there you go yeah the forced couple got it I got it <laughs> I got it we all got it Yep. Um, All three of us. But also, I just want to see them. I just want to see them growing it up. Like that. Yeah. That interaction is so good. It's um, also very quick. But then again, that's that's my main complaint for the whole movie is that yeah, everything is very I, I, quick. I agree with I agree with that wholeheartedly. Like I I think it's weird to me how when Poe arrives back at the base after the after the you know surprise ambush in um. Was it Maz Kazan? Is that what it's called, or Maz Kanata? Yeah. That that he they're like suddenly like best of friends. Like up until this point, he just owed him his life, and they were in, they were in a tie fighter for all of like you know a few minutes. 
And then all of a sudden they get back and it's just like, you know, they've known each other for 20 years. And and for, and so, for that matter, Ray and her mastery of a lightsaber. Well, that that I attribute to her mastery of, with other hand weapons. Like, if you know, earlier she had and to her use mastery it to defend herself in the powers desert as well. Right. That's the one that's that's a little weird. And, and that's kind of weird. I don't well, mind it. Well, I, the first thing she picks up on, notice that every force power Ray uses is one that is used on her previously. Mm-hmm. So the first force power she ever shows any competence with is the mind trick. After Kylo has tried to probe her brain for secrets. The second thing she picks up on, the second force power we ever see her use, is force kinesis. After she gets flung into a tree by Ray, and after Ray tries to force kinesis the saber itself. Right, she's obviously learning it very quickly, and while I don't, I don't know, and one of the reasons why I was excited to have this conversation, other than of course talking with y'all and hanging out with some friends, yeah. is that I knew that we all had different sort of, you know, environments that we've come from. So I was excited to hear, like, because I know Patrick, you've read the books, right? A lot of the no, oh, you have not, Tristan, have you? I've read a few of the books. Yeah, that's. I knew somebody had read the books. I was curious to see where pe- different people are coming from. I. From a from a pure entertainment standpoint, I don't mind the fact that that Ray gets these powers so quickly as just like a plot element. I think it's kind oh, yeah. of fun and, and neat that mm-hmm. it's like it oh, challenges God, it challenges the suspension of disbelief. Is all it really does. It doesn't really yeah. it doesn't take you out of it, but it sort of like strains the foundation of that found yeah. of that suspension of disbelief because you're sitting there going, okay, this is this guy Kylo Ren is the badass. You know, he's not a Sith, but he's the big bad. And Ray picking up a lightsaber for the first time, discovering she has force powers for the first time, basically just whooped his ass six ways to Tuesday. So, so here, here is my input on that: is at that point in time, Ren is holding himself together after being shot in the gut by a fucking bowcaster. A- after, after killing his own dad. After killing his own dad, and. Bear in mind that the whole movie up to this point has shown us on multiple occasions how badass that bowcaster is. The mere but fact... But Ren has also showed that he has force powers beyond any that we've ever seen before. His force stop, which is super cool. But bear in mind, he has been gut shot by this thing. And he yeah. is fighting while holding himself together. He is not at his best. And by the time he fights Ray, Finn has injured him. Again, yep. in the yep. shoulder to this point. So he is holding himself together from a serious gut wound, as well as having fought Finn up to this point. Yeah, I, I don't mind it so much because there's so much going on with his character in that moment. He is he is injured from the gunshot. He has just literally had to kill... I mean, even though you know he's it's on the path to Darkseid, he's literally just had to kill his own dad mm-hmm. <laughs> and d- deal with that not minutes before... He's fighting Ray, who he he's probably afraid of, and intimidates him because or, he lo- or doesn't because, want to kill. Yeah, doesn't want to kill, and we know he has other sort of sort of like anger issues and things like that. He's very unstable. He's a very yeah. unstable character. That's, he's a very emotional character. Yeah. He's a very emotional character. Which let me put it. Can I just say I love having a emotional Sith. Mm-hmm. Finally. Yeah. I mean, the only, Maul was well, pretty The only close. one we had before yeah. that was Maul, and Maul had basically no characterization. Yeah. Yeah, other than he was an angry, red-faced guy who was a badass. Right. Who got killed in one movie. 
Right. Emotional is what Anakin should have been in the prequel. Right. Yep. He is, but it, it never seems real. That's because it's yeah. Hayden Christensen. Right. Uh, and really bad directing. Yeah, I think it's a mixture of everything, but whatever the the causes for it, we just I just never believed that that Anakin was like evil. You know, he's just he was just sort of doing things and I was like, Why why are you so evil? But in this one you're like, Alright, like you can kind of see the anger and I like that. Oh yeah. yeah. Um Although they although they almost lost me at the at the at the humor injection when Kylo was having one of his tantrums. Oh yeah, yeah. When the stormtroopers. Yes, walk I out appreciate the humor, hallway. but that took me out of the moment almost entirely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 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 Um. Speaking of stormtroopers, man, Phasma got the shaft on that. Oh yeah. Well, we we don't see her die though. We don't see her die, but it's heavily Han, implied. It's, it's heavily implied. implied. Han does mention. Uh, does mention a garbage Finn compactor and Vector. the fact she's on that planet when it gets yeah and isn't specifically mentioned as being a priority yep um wow that character just got the shaft pretty much it she's pretty much moff tarkin take two yeah yeah, yeah. um which right. is a shame because her design was fantastic yep yep but she doesn't um, look like a female stormtrooper Congratulations, you've caught on. Yeah. Um, I just just going back to shipping for a bit. Oh I, my god! Just, just, you're, I, just you're, I have one last. Were, I have you were watching last... way too much anime. I feel as though I, he has not left Tumblr since we've started this conversation. <laughs> um, there's just one thing I do want to say. I would like to see Finn and Ray get together, if only so that Finn can be the first stormtrooper to actually hit something. Ha 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 ha! Uh, okay, that joke's done. Now that that joke's out of the I way, I definitely just blew out my audio, but that's okay. <laughs> well, I, I think we'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in I, post. I think there's still hope um, for the upcoming movies to really veer from the formula, and I think, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this is intentional or not, but I almost feel like, and this is the way I I watch the movie, and you might have had different experiences the two of you, but as I was watching the movie, it it was very intentional that there were a lot of <clears throat> elements that borrowed heavily from a new hope like very oh, very heavily. much so like all the way through the movie and i know there were some nods to the other two but it was very much a new hope and storyline and structure yep but to me what it did and i don't know if if it was the same case with you guys is it made me want to see the new characters and the new story and new direction and i almost wonder if one of the reasons why other than not to tamper with the formula one of the reasons why they went so close to the the belt with the new hope references and, and the structure is to sort of make you not want the same. So mm-hmm. sort of, sort of trick the viewer. And w- when the next movies come out to say, okay, that's great. Okay. We have the star killer base. That was lame. And you know, destroy it. Like they destroy a death star. And we have so, these old characters and all that stuff. But well, to be fair, the- a new hope had the old characters too. We just didn't realize they were old. Right. Right. Episode four and episode seven are both kind of handing, the, yeah, like passing the torch right. movies. Right. Um, we just didn't know it when episode four first came out because episodes one through three didn't exist. But the difference is that we've seen 
the original the original trilogy that came out, you know, episodes four, five, and, and six. We don't care. What? We don't <laughs> care about those three movies. And the three no, movies no, no, we don't no. Four, care five, about. and six. I'm talking about four, five, and six. We've uh, already I thought, seen. Yo, you said first right. three. I thought you meant episodes yeah, one, yeah. Two, I meant three. the original, Never mind. Like the original released. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so we've seen four, five, and six, and going into the movie. I was like, oh, it's going to be kind of cool to see, like, the old guys in there again. But by the end of the movie, I didn't want anything to do with them. Like, oh, yeah. I, wanted, I just want to know, about... know about Ray. You want to know about Finn. You want to know about Poe, even though Poe is the strangest side character as far as yes. screen time I've ever seen. Yes, he is. Yeah. He was mm-hmm. used so strangely in that movie. Yeah, Like, he shows up. He's an important plot element at the beginning. And then he dies. And then he comes back. Yeah. And, and it's still kind of weird. And then everybody has a relationship with him, and you don't really know about any of it, really. Yeah, it felt like it felt like there's a a big chunk of Poe that was originally in the movie. It's all that got removed or something. It's almost like Biggs yeah. in New Hope, how important Biggs supposedly was, the way Luke yeah. talked about him, and then he just goes and gets killed. Yep. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, where was Wedge? Good question. I spent the whole movie being like, okay, where's Wedge Antilles? Where is he? When's he going to show up? Because Wedge was my favorite character from the original series. Based on the extended universe or based on the movies? Both. Because he's the only minor character to survive 4, 5, and 6. Right. And he gets a fantastic treatment in the extended universe. Right. Yeah, he's a big he's a big figure in the extended universe. But also the other thing I like about him is that he is he is simply the best damn pilot in the galaxy well, without any connection to the Force. I don't know if he's the best. He out he outpilots Luke in the extended universe. Yeah, but that's not canon. Um, true. Well, not anymore. And that also but, and you got to be careful with extended universe stuff. Well, so I will say that while there are a few things about the extended universe that I miss, I am glad most of it is gone. Yep. Because most of it was just fucking bad. Shovelware. Shit. Shovelware. Not not only not only shovelware, but it would be really hard to sell movies to people if you already knew how they were going to end. <laughs> right. Um, but but mainly it was that is that it was that Wedge was this amazing like pilot, this like big he was the, person. He was the Poe of the original trilogy. Right. right, and he wasn't a Jedi at all. He right. had no connection, no affinity with the Force whatsoever. Then again, it's also implied that Han has some affinity with the Force. Yes, through his luck. Yep. Oh, really? I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah, is that Han has a subconscious, passive connection with the Force, which manifests through his luck. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. And it's and they sort of beat it over the head at the start of the movie when they, when you reunite with him. Yep. Yeah. The force doesn't work like that. <clears throat> um, I will also say I did enjoy them sort of putting a hat on everything. It's like, okay guys, there's a great big installation with a planet killing weapon. We've done this twice before. You know, this is kind of old hat for us. Yeah, at what so point? At the what point team? are? At what point are the big bads going to be like? Okay, this planet killing thing, we need to rethink maybe, it. Yeah. yeah, maybe we shouldn't make it. Maybe we should spread out our forces a little bit. Maybe we shouldn't broadcast its location to the entire galaxy. Yeah, by you know destroying it and 
a series of important planets, maybe. Um, but that was the other I, thing I about did... this movie is that everything about it was bigger. Yes. Uh, one thing I know. Well, I attribute a lot of that to Abrams. Yep. Yep. Um, because you see that a lot with Star with the new Star Wars movies, Star Trek, mm-hmm. or Star Trek. Yes, thank you. Uh, is that he prefers a smaller universe where everything is closer together? Yep. Like the Starkiller base destroys a whole planetary system, despite the fact that it's a long ass ways away <laughs> by being a hyperspatial weapon. Yep. Uh, Han jumps the Millennium Falcon out of a hangar and into the atmosphere of a planet. Yep. And they see all this. Like, like this is a super condensed universe that we're dealing with here in terms of space. Oh yeah, which is something I, something I noticed that Abrams does did with Star Trek was it was cool. We can teleport anywhere in the galaxy or onto a starship, even though it's in warp now. Can, while we're on that subject, can I bring up one point that continues to puzzle me, and I'm not sure. I didn't really look it up, so maybe I'm I misheard something, or you know the answer, or whatever, but. I feel like in the middle of the movie, somebody on the cis side or on the bad side said that there was a way to track where the Millennium Falcon was. Am I wrong about that? Or they had tracked the Millennium Falcon back to Maz Kanata or something like that? So it was Han saying, if we were able to find yeah. the Falcon, yeah, the First Order can. So then, why did they fl- why did they use the Millennium Falcon to visit Luke at the end of the movie? That's what boggles my mind. Because the script said so. Yeah, yeah, because the script says so, and I guess they're assuming at this point that hey, we blew up the first order. Huzzah! Hooray! Us! Oh, right, right. You know that last um, part. That's that's what I wasn't thinking. Yeah. About. Okay. Well, there's also actually, there's also like I said, the fact that it's in it's, I say it's in the script with you know tongue in cheek, but in reality, this the symbolism of it is what is important. Yeah. Right. Is everything coming full circle? As in, that's why I like in Halo and the the mission and the horse you rode in on. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's why I like the theory that Ray is a descendant of Obi Wan. Is because then in Episode Seven, it's in Episode Four, it's Obi Wan giving Luke his father's lightsaber, and at the end of Seven, it's Obi Wan's descendant giving Luke his father's lightsaber. Yeah, I mean, I, I I like that theory. My theory is that she is Kylo's twin sister, personally. I mean, there's I, I, evidence for that, too, because uh, clearly he he could sense something in her. And in addition to that, Han was very keen on fatherly her. Of Han her. was, yeah. yes, very protective of her. But for some, um, reason, does... for some reason, Leia doesn't know. So maybe a half-sister? Maybe? Um, maybe it's the Han and Chewie love child. <laughs> well, she she is also a, an expert with mechanics and electronics. Mm-hmm. Dad's given to us. Uh, I like to think she's an object reader. Like I like to think that when she picks up the Anakin Luke lightsaber, I like to think that's not the lightsaber showing the, her this stuff. I like to think it's her reading the lightsaber's history. I mean, she because, did do that badass pilot of the Falcon, right? So I like to think that she's some sort of like machine empath or something. Then again, that uh, because... that also comes back to the whole it's a bigger everything's bigger in the seven because, you know, I know some maneuvers right. drifting lazily to the left to whatever the hell those maneuvers were at the, in episode seven. Right. Yep. Well, a lot of people are saying that the, the that lightsaber 
is has become some sort of like sentient thing through the force now that like it picked Ray over Kylo, like it let itself be picked up by Ray rather than Kylo using the force. That it particularly showed those things to Ray when she picked it up, and I mm-hmm. think that's stupid. <laughs> I'm gonna say that right now, and I much like the idea that in a universe that, with Jar Jar Binks. A force-sensitive lightsaber is stupid. Okay, we're good. <laughs> hey, the same extended universe also had a force-sensitive droid because some goop splashed on it. What? Anyway. I'm not joking. That's actually a thing that happened. Anyway. Moving on. Um, um, so, no, before we move on, Tristan and I have both explained what our theory is on Ray. Patrick, did you actually officially tell us what you think it's actually going to be? I think... I, I hate to say it, I think she's another Skywalker. You think so? I I don't see her being related to Obi-Wan, especially after Obi-Wan watched what happened with Anakin mm-hmm. and his mm-hmm. uh, love children. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unless she's another Anakin and she's just some sort of force baby. Mm-hmm. Right, that was another theory. So what what what's your, th- your, your theory, though, is that she's a Skywalker? Yeah, or she's... She's related to somebody. I uh, the other the other theory I had was that she was an Amidala. Oh, interesting. Maybe. But what's what? What do you? St- I'm just curious. I'm just playing the points game. What 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 is your what is what's your? If what's you your had theory? to put money down, yeah, it's on... money down. It's she's a Skywalker of some kind. All right. Yeah. Interesting. I really don't want that to be the case. Oh no, I'm yeah. not saying I want it to be the case. I'm thinking that it's. I'm yeah. just thinking that that's the. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah, what we're going I, for here is what, th- what do we think is actually going to happen kind of right. thing versus what we want. Because if I had my way, I would just have her be a, just another person, either another Anakin or just another person who who just happens to have the Force the in, the, in the galaxy. The problem is it's almost impossible in the Star Wars universe. Right. Yeah. My So my reasoning as to her being an Obi-Wan is the fact that Obi-Wan Kenobi has had a lot of characterization in... Uh, the Clone Wars and the Rebels. Well, you know something? She might be distantly related. She might not be a granddaughter. She might be like a niece or something. Possibly. Uh, but that Obi-Wan has had a lot of characterization in things that are still technically canon because they haven't been invalidated yet and are still going. Right. Um, in fa- and in that, he did actually have a love interest with a duchess. The... A duchess would explain, that would ex- that that explains why she would. That explains why, say, their uh, illicit love child might be, say, secreted away. Except, the except that wouldn't, go for, the, that wouldn't go for the grandmother, grandfather part. Because why would why would the love child get rid of the daughter? True. True. But yeah. it would explain it would explain that bloodline being secreted away. Yep. That's a, that's a that's a fair one. That's a fair one. I don't know. I just the other thing I thought of was yeah. I I, I have to say she's a Skywalker of some kind. This whole ser- this whole saga has been a story she's... of one family fucking yeah. up the universe for everybody. <laughs> as a, Skywalker, as a Facebook post had it like one week after the movie launched. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Um. um Oh, one, so we haven't talked about, I guess, the big plot twist in the movie. Not, it's not really a plot twist. I guess it's the big. It's not really a it's, plot it's not twist. twist. The big, the big event. Reveal. The big, big reveal event. event of the movie. 
is that Kylo Ren is Han Solo and Leia's son. Yep. Right. And and that he murders base. It's implied that he has murdered every other student of Luke's. Yep. Right. Because let's face it, Luke Skywalker in both in the extended universe and here does not have a good track record of raising students. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And once again, he's the last of the Jedi. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Take two. Mm-hmm. And we don't um, know anything about how the Knights of Ren were formed, or no? Yeah, they well, weren't I, even they weren't even talked about in the movie. Well, I assume we'll either I assume we'll either figure out more about it in the next movie, or they'll just drop it completely. Well, um, there's supposedly seven of them. Right. Oh. Uh, because I think there was a I think there was a flashback where you could like count them. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it's the flashback we see when Ray picks up yep, the lightsaber. The lightsaber yep. I remember that. Um, but my again, my one of the pieces of evidence I have for it being her being an object reader is that the first thing we see with that was the last time Luke held it, which was him fighting Vader on Cloud City. Yep, that's right. that first sort of vision she has there. And that lightsaber has seen some shit. Yep. It murdered a crap ton of kids. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wait, did he, also... did he have a red one at that point? No, he didn't. No. No. He only built the he built the red one after Obi-Wan left him basically a torso. Ah. Uh. Um, yeah, that lightsaber has seen some shit. Yep. And that's one of the problems I have with things like the Clone Wars, like uh, cartoon, not, not not the animated one, but the CG one. Yep. And all this other stuff is like, you know, pushing Anakin as a hero. It's like, guys, he turns into a child murderer. Not to mention that it's a completely different characterization than he is in the movies, mostly because it's not Hayden Christensen doing it. Right. Maybe not the best role model yeah. for kids. Just putting that out there. Not to mention the whole Anakin has an apprentice bullshit, but that's that's a whole other story. Yeah. Whole other story. Well, I to, be, say. to be fair, he would be a knight, a Jedi knight, by the Clone Wars, and he would be expected to take on a Padawan. I don't know. She, Episode she three, he be... was very much still with Obi Wan. Right, because they're a good team. They work well together. But. But at that point, but by three, Open One's not referring to him as a Padawan anymore. He's a full-fledged knight. And the other nice thing is that if if he does have a, have an apprentice before he goes full Vader, that means we get the scene of him murdering his fucking apprentice. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um. And what I liked about the reveal is that it wasn't done like a plot twist. Yep. No, that it's, it, it's mentioned almost offhandedly. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, I remember my, I went with um, the three friends, and I remember they the first time we saw it, and I remember they looked, they were like, we were, everyone was like looking around, like, what? Like, did, like, to make sure that everybody had heard it, you know? Yeah. That that was the case. But I think we all kind of knew going in that he was going to be the son of somebody, and it was going to be a... Yeah, that's how thing. Star Wars movies work. Yep. And, and that's pretty much, and honestly, like, right from that, the get-go of the movie, when I found that out, I pretty much had a, a gut feeling that Han was 
going bye bye at the end of the I, movie. I had knew that either Han or Chewie was yep. going to go. Well, yeah, Chewie right. died in the extended universe. Right, Chewie already died in the extended universe, but that was, extended universe has been rendered non canonical. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you that then, real quick, before we keep jumping through. I guess mm-hmm. is. Is Kylo Ren in the extended universe? I think he is, and no. if so, is oh he's no, not. He's, at all. Not. he's just a brand new guy. There, there are there are sons of Luke and Leia, but they are not named Ben and. You mean yeah, Han and Leia. Yeah. yeah. Yep, Jason, Jaina, and Anakin. Yep. Oh, okay. Are the dot are the offspring of Luke and Leia? In the and, and they're gone. And they're they're non-existent anymore. Um, I don't think Luke ever had any offspring in the extended universe. There was so a he, Ben. There was a Ben, yes. I don't remember if it was uh, if it was offspring of somebody else, but I'm pretty sure it was related to the main cast. I'm, I'm sure it must have been. I forget who was involved with that, though. Yeah. Um, I will say, yeah, I will say that having the Insanity Universe wiped clean, definitely a move for the benefit. Because while it has gotten rid of uh, the X-Wing book series, the Thrawn series, and uh, Kyle Katarn. And uh, First Force Unleashed. Well, hold on. I'm counting the good thing it's, it's gone Well, excuse first. me. The First Force Unleashed oh! is good, in my opinion. Yeah. But well, it's the second one that's awful. We'll get to the Force Unleashed in the second half of this podcast when we start talking about games. Um, I, I, I think that's why they named it Starkiller Base. Yeah. Was to be like, no. Everything is done. Yep. All extended universes thrown into the trash. Potentially. Um, I, I, also f- th- I also feel like there was probably some other editing done. Because I feel like, especially, especially to somebody who is new to the series, not that there will be many of them going to see this movie in a very excited fashion, would have no idea what uh, Coruscant is. And, True. and well, they didn't, they didn't blow up Coruscant. Oh, that's that's, a, not, that's just a different big city. It's a different big city planet. Coruscant oh, okay. is still well and good. Yep. It just seemed like that. That I guess I guess you're supposed to immediately tell that it's just like there's a bunch of people here, so you should care about his death. But to me, it was just a bunch of random planets blew up, and everybody was like, "Huh? Well, well that was Alderaan hey, too." Hey Pat. Hey yeah. Pat. Uh, Doctor Who fans here. Did you see Martha? No, I didn't. Did you see Martha Jones? She was one of the senators on the planet that got exploded. Aha. Yep. Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Martha Jones. Um, the doctor staring at me right now. Yep. <laughs> um. And that, and actually, the whole Alderaan thing gets back to my point: is that the planet of Naboo from the prequels should have just been fucking Alderaan. Right. From the beginning. Yeah, but then you don't have, have Leia thing. being given away to Bail Organa. Mm. Sure you Jimmy do. Jimmy Smith make... needs work. <laughs> sure you do. If Bail Organa is related to Adme, to uh, Padme. Adme? What? Padme. Panda Bear, or Padamame, or whatever her name was. Oh gosh, he's crying. <laughs> you guys, he's crying. So. Uh, uh, what else did I have here? Oh, so what did you guys think of um, Han's death? Like, I mean, I like I said, I knew it would either have to be Han or Chewie. Yeah, I think I. Well, go ahead, Pat. Uh, I think the whole on a 
bridge over nothing was a little melodramatic, but it uh, otherwise it played very well. Well, yeah. it well it ties into episode five with Luke and Vader on that walkway. To to in me, Cloud it, City. to me, it was more like an Obi Wan in A New Hope scene where here we have Ray and Finn who have. So, we'll kind of idolize this guy or idolize these 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 old heroes mm-hmm. or are learning from them and that's really the only exposure they've really had to the outside world getting murdered by you yeah. know it made the castle run in 14 parsecs 12 <laughs> um so that's why i liked it um, yeah. And I, I mean, I could see it coming the whole way. And when that scene happened, he's going on the bridge. I'm like, oh man, it still, it still had like a, still had a lump in my throat. Like, oh no. Oh, that was that was total feels the whole way. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I, I'm just, but, I'm just saying that the bridge over nothingness. It's like the, it's like yeah. the director going. He's, it's, it's like the director going. See, there's nothing left. There's no yep. way that he could have survived. Yep. He is so dead. And then, <laughs> movie um, nine. He's alive. What? Although well, one of the theory, one of the fan theories for Snoke is that he's Palpatine and he didn't die when he was thrown down that shaft. Yeah, I'll believe that when I see it. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's another question: is what? What do you guys? I I don't know who Darth Plagueis is. Plagueis. But Plagueis. I don't know who. <laughs> that, Darth there you go. Plagueis the, the Wise. There's 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 my um there's my ignorance for you, but I don't know who that is. But I guess that's like the prevailing fan theory that is that is Snoke is essentially the father of Anakin. Oh, it is. Well, so, it so, is heavily implied that Plagueis used midi chlorians to impregnate Shmi Skywalker. Yeah. Oh. Um, but to be fair, though, at that point, Plagueis would have to be really fucking old. Also, but then again, but he also had like life over death yep. abilities, and yep. the fact that Yoda is a thing. True, right. Yeah, Having said that, it's also heavily implied that Palpatine killed him. So right, right. So so yeah. Um, I mean, he could also just be a random bad guy. He could also just be a random bad guy. And I know that what's his face. The only is problem with that too. is how the hell is Kylo Ren did, serving him? Right. You know where did that come from? That whole bit. Right. Um, can I say my big problem with the movie? What's that, champ? Uh, was R2. Yeah. Uh, that, oh no, R2, he's been in low power mode. The odds of him having the rest of the map are, you know, very remote. And then at the end, after Sharkiller Base is blown up, he turns on and he somehow has the rest of the map. Force sensitive droid. I'm like, I'm like, why? Because he's a force-sensitive droid. What are you paying attention? But, here, but here's how I would have done it. So, I would have kept... I would have kept R2 with Luke. Whole time. Have him show up on the at the very end, you know, hanging out with Luke the whole time. Because Kylo Ren tells Rey, we've got the rest of the map. The First Order saved it from the Imperial Archives. We've got it! All you would have had to do is put in a single scene while Rey is escaping where she downloads the rest of the map from the First Order computer. Yep. And then you would have also had extra impetus for, no, she needs to survive. 
Finn, you watch her back so that we can get this back to the Republic or back to the Resistance. Right. So then everything's done. She shows up. Finn gets carted off to the hospital. She plugs in the chip. Map comes up. BB-8 rolls in, fills in the rest of the map. Huzzah! And then you have Luke and R2 hanging out in New Zealand, because I'm pretty sure that's where that was filmed. Ireland. Or Ireland, thank you. Uh, not even close. I was like, I was like, hmm, I want to go there. And then I looked, looked it up, but it was shot in Ireland, which is pretty cool. There you go. Um, like hanging out together so that Luke has someone to keep him company this whole time. Also, what was he eating? Yeah. yeah. That, 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 among the many questions I had about that, um, which, again, I'm not going to. I'll just suspend disbelief. That's like, you know. When you watch 24 and you're like, when did he go to the bathroom? When did he eat? When does he sleep? You know, or something like that. Right. Yeah. I'll just, I'll suspend my disbelief. Well, my, my understanding was that he was only on that planet for a short time. And that the map was tracking his overall path to find the, la- the first Jedi right. temple. Right. So he's been moving from planet to planet to planet to planet to planet to planet to planet. To planet, to planet. So it's not like he's been there for the last five years. You know, eating moss that's, and algae. That's all I could think about. That that that's what was. You mean spirulina? <laughs> so that that was that was my thought, but it was just more for comedic value that, than anything else. That it was my thought. So yep. All right. Um, well, hey, he he did get cooking lessons from Yoda. There you go. That's true. <laughs> and you know, so, Yoda eats like Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> or you mean like beer grills? Spirulina, no nightshades. <laughs> Avocado I mean, I ice cream. <laughs> I don't have anything else. Do you guys have anything else you wanted to bring up? I mean, no, sir. I So the first time I saw the movie, as soon as the credits rolled, I lay back in my chair, tilted my head up, and said to myself, oh, thank God it was good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I love the movie as well. Um, the first time I saw it was in 3D, and I wasn't a huge fan. It, it seemed like a movie that was shot for 2D, especially since they used old the old lenses mm-hmm. from the original film, uh, the original you know episode four, for a lot of the scenes. I just didn't feel it was shot for 3D, so there were a lot of like really jarring moments. Also, I, I I've always hated the fact that 3D makes things small or appear small. Yeah. Like when the text so, comes up and it just looks like you're reading a book almost. It feels like when I saw it in 2D, I had a much better experience. Yeah. I also like you did, uh, Tris. I and Patrick. How many times did you see it? Once, Once or twice. Once. Um, I also went back and was kind of like looking for plot hole, like inconsistencies or just things that I might not have enjoyed. But I, I really did enjoy myself both times. Yeah, the first time I saw it was 3D IMAX. It was a little. Yeah, it was, that's when I saw it the first time. That too. was great. It was. It was a little. It was a little too close to a New Hope for me, but I think it was done intentionally to get you excited for the new characters get you into the the plot and then i think the next two movies will be a little bit more will be a little bit more from the and yeah be a little bit more experimental Um, i was also afraid that it was going to be too dark because jj abrams movies typically are a little too dark for me given the subject matter you mean you mean han's son stabbing him in the chest to complete his fall to the dark side wasn't dark enough for you let's be honest though there's no such thing as a complete fall to the dark side right yeah so, um, I, so I except for some I, reason, Darth Sidious and Darth Maul, yeah, and Darth Tyrannus. Uh, I I did like 
sort of the flipping on the head of Kylo Ren being seduced by the light side. Yep. Yeah, I, like I kind that. of I like that twist. I was like, ooh, yeah, it's a nice I, way of I'm, looking at it. I think I'm most excited to see his character and what happens with that. Yeah. Um, I think there are some obvious things you can imagine what will happen as as the as the trilogy goes on. See, I want to know who Snoke is. Yeah. Me too. Oh, that reminds me of the third kind of crazy fan theory I've heard, uh, which is that Kylo Ren has not actually fallen to the dark side. Then he and Luke planned all of this to get to Snoke. <laughs> to hunt down Snoke. And that and that uh, Han willingly lets Ren kill him so that so that Ren can quote unquote complete his fall to the dark side and meet with Snoke to complete his training so that Ren can take out Snoke. That that's a cool theory, actually. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah, but... fought, I doubt that's going to be the case because that's hard. too complicated. He fought yeah. way too hard against Ray and Finn. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's true. Nobody was there. He could have just said whatever. And I just think it's too much for the what the kind it's, of it's too complicated. Yeah, and it also yeah. doesn't that's explain cool the Knights of Ren. Right. No, it doesn't. Right. So I I don't think that's the case. But that's a cool theory. Um. So yeah, so so cool. why don't we take a short break, mm-hmm. come back, talk about Star Wars games and the extended universe and what yep. we miss and what we don't miss, and sounds good to good to me. See you in a see you in a few. See you in a few. Welcome back, everybody. 
thank you for sticking with us after the break. Um, let's talk about Star oh. Wars games. <laughs> oh, we should totally have the Star Wars disco song for the intermediary break. I'll send that to oh. you if you need it. Oh, I have the record. Yes! <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have Star Wars and other Galactic Funk on vinyl, my friend. Excellent. That's what we'll need for our break music. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's let's get let's get talking. Star Wars games, a little retrospective. Talk about let's. So there's and a the ton. Extended universe. Knights of really the Old Republic. Uh, X-wing, Tie Fighter, uh, Rogue I'm really Squadron. Because I think it's going to be Battlefront all over two. the place. Yeah. For mm-hmm. some so I was thinking about this during the break, and my top three Star Wars games are easily, and not in any particular order, because I hate putting in order things. X-Wing, Rogue Squadron, and Knights of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I would be Battlefront 2, Rogue Squadron, and Force Unleashed in no particular order, because I, mm. I couldn't get into Knights of the Old Republic. I tried. So my fourth would honestly be probably Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. Because I actually never which really I brought played... That up, which I own. Because I ever, yep. never actually really played Battlefront before the new one. Yeah, the new one's garbage. Don't do it. <laughs> I, too pl- late. I played the new one. I played the new one. I think it's too late for all of us. Um, yeah. I played the, the second one as well, which I enjoyed for what it was. I mean, at the time it was... Go ahead. Looks like you're about to make a point. The modding community for Battlefront 2 is still going. That's awesome. They are still making maps. (laughs) That's cool. Um, My problem is I just haven't, honestly, this would be a shock and surprise to everybody. haven't played a lot of Star Wars games, but I'll tell you which ones I have played. Dan hasn't played a lot of games? Games? (laughs) That, and what a break from the norm. Well, I, let me preface it with saying I haven't played a lot of the recent ones, and I don't really recall having favorites. So let me tell you what I have played. Oh, Pod Racer too. That was a that was a fun oh, one. Pod oh, Racer. yes. So that's one of my top three. That was so I played the fun. hell out of that one. Star Wars Episode One. For, it's for actually called Star Wars Episode or for, One or for N sixty four. N sixty four. So, oh, so hands Star Wars down N sixty four. And, and, and specifically titled Star Wars Episode One Racer. Yep. Yep. But that's a fantastic one. Um. I'm actually really excited. So I just bought Jedi Outcast 2. Or yep. sorry, Jedi Knight 2 at Jedi Outcast because it was on sale on Steam for like $2. And it's now for mm-hmm. the Mac. Or it was before or something. So I bought it. And I'm really excited to get into that one once I have time. Which I won't have time for. But once I yep. do, I will do it. <laughs> and uh, I started playing KOTOR, but I haven't really gotten very far into it. But from what I've played with KOTOR, I really enjoyed it. Oh, see, I got um, stuck in a position where I needed to grind, but there was nothing to grind. Oh, uh, Lord. I got there with mm. some game. I think Final Fantasy VII, uh, eight. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> certainly wasn't Final Fantasy thirteen. Anyway, my other favorite Star Wars games, and this is looking way back into the past for me, would be the Super Star Wars series. Oh, God, uh, on the Super games. Nintendo. Oh, some of the hardest things I've ever so played. So butthurt. Like, <laughs> so, some of the hardest games. Is that the one that had Super played. Star Wars Empire Strikes Back? Yeah. Yep. That, all three of them. There's, there's, I there, played through the first yeah. mission of that, and the game glitched and would never go past it. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, you beyond kill the that, wampa, you would kill the wampa, and it would never, it wouldn't, 
advance to the next level. Nice. nice. Yeah, those games are really hard anyway. Like, among the hardest things I've ever played uh, uh, for a video game. Really tough stuff. And then there's but I'm excited Story to... for PC. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Jedi Power Battles. I forgot all about Jedi Power Battles. Oh, I've played that. Is that the fighting one where you can play as Han and shoot people? No. No, that's no, 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 no. Uh, Masters of Taras Kasi. Oh, I've played that one. Yep. PlayStation 1, right? garbage. Yeah. Uh, my big one growing up was Rebel Assault and Rebel Assault 2. Yeah. Everyone remembers those. Um, the, and I've been saving this. It was a Rogue Squadron the for one, 64 right? The first one that was, was Rogue yes. Squadron. Yeah. Okay. Rogue Squadron 2 was one of the big GameCube releases. I think it looked really good. Mm-hmm. In fact, I feel like it still looks really good. Like, I feel like if they just re-release are, it, it would... So, there are a lot of GameCube games that, to date, still look fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. The So, if we ever actually get to meet again and record the Resident Evil-a-thon... Never the again. RE, the RE1 and the RE0 remakes, the RE0 one just came out, uh, are both based off of the GameCube games. Right. Mm-hmm. And are basically just an upscale because those games still look fantastic. Leave it to Nintendo to do GameCube something great. Versions. Yeah. GameCube, man. That that system had some had some cojones. Yep. Speaking and it was of, the smallest of, of the big three. Yep. I'm really excited to hop on another spoiler cast so I can talk about some Super Mario Maker. Because... Have that you should played have been Ross's levels? I have not. And you but, do not know true rage, good sir. Yeah. But I, I am... That's what I'm playing now, but, but that's for, for another episode. Anyway. Um, the end of the... the, oh, the yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Star Wars game that is most nostalgic for me, and this is... I, I hate admitting this, but it's the truth. So... <clears throat> if you say Star Wars I Connect, was, I'm leaving. It's not. When I was about probably 10 or so, or 11 or whatever, my one of my best friends, still one of my best friends, as it were, sent me a PC game. It was just a disc. It was burned. It was a pirated version of a game. And I put it in, and I probably spent, no, no, no word of a lie, tens of hours playing this game. At least. Like, probably 100 hours. It's very hard. And I loved every moment of it. And that game is Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys have ever played that. It's a PlayStation 1 game. Nope. Yeah, it is. I have not played it. But I played it on the PC. And it was wonderful. When I was a kid, I loved that game. I, I'm sure I would hate it now if I picked it up. But when I when I was a kid, that game was the best. And I spent so Tell much time Tell us in the comments it. if you'd like us to force Dan to play it on camera. <laughs> so so the, what you are describing is exactly the same experience I had with the game Rebel Assault which was a PC game Yeah. Uh, and to this day I lorded over my dad that he was never able to get out of Beggar's Canyon which was literally the first level of that game <laughs> yeah <laughs> um Rebel Assault 2 came in that weird period where they were mixing FMVs with games. Yeah. Oh, right. I've seen these. I've seen some of these FMVs. Yeah. Rebel Assault 2, you can probably see it all online. Um, but the first game was just really good. It was really simple. 
Um, it basically had you as what was what's the call sign? Rookie one, I think. Okay. <laughs> was your call sign? Was rookie one, and you were basically a stand-in for Luke Skywalker throughout the whole game. It totally fucked with canon, um, but it was super, super entertaining. Oh my god, that's right, Rue Marlene. She's no longer part of canon. Oh. A single share was shared by Tristan Atherin Hess. Yeah. <laughs> a super old, like, back almost, like, secondary character from a forgotten PC game having to do with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never That's I just never the kind of man I am. PC games, like... <laughs> and no, I'm I have, not I a zombie. I was always interested to, or to play this X-Wing versus TIE Fighter games, but I never did. So X-Wing versus TIE Fighter was the growth out of TIE Fighter and X-Wing as separate games. Yep. Um, TIE Fighter was and is still a fantastic game. Oh, yeah. I used to play it Very as a kid. My... I was terrible at it, but I used to play it. Oh, my God. I love that game so much. Um, it is one of the things where I'm like, I have... Where I am still like completely like unokay with myself that I have no way of playing that game again. Right. Um, Until Disney re-releases it. Basically, you're funny. Um, well, you heard that they're going to re-release. They're going to re-release the original trilogy, right? Or that's the, the idea, like the original un, un unaltered Star Wars trilogy. Four, five, and six. I'm no, right. about I didn't damn about time. Um, that's the idea. Does that mean no Hayden Christensen? <laughs> oh, please yeah, God. That that would be one of among the things that wouldn't be there. Yep. Oh. Along with no Java in episode four. Yep. Yep. And Greedo not shooting first. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. But what was nice about TIE... Well, getting back to games. What was nice about TIE Fighter was that it was an improvement upon X-Wing in terms of, like, complexity and... I think graphics, too. I think it had a graphical upgrade over X-Wing. But what was great was it was really the first time you got to play as an Imperial. Like, Mm -hmm. from the other side of of the glass, so to speak. And it had whole subplots within it. Um, There's even missions where you had Darth Vader as a wingman. Like, he was evaluating your performance. Uh, That's cool. That sounds scary as shit. Yeah. You did not want to to screw up those missions. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was also... So, that engine had a system where you could submit a call for reinforcements... In X-Wing, it almost never worked. Because you almost never had reinforcements. Because you were the Rebels. But in X-Wing, it worked like... TIE Fighter. 90% of... Or TIE Fighter. It worked in 90% of missions. Because you were the Empire. And had nigh unlimited resources. Yep. And you still lose. (laughs) This is... God, that was a great game. That's a great game. Like, everything about, about the game was fantastic. The, like, it had that great sort of, like, DOS art style. 
which yep. I remember that. Yeah. yeah, from those old games. So it was, like, it was it was amazing what they did with so few pixels. Oh yeah, back in the day. Um, it, and it was that same sort of Lucas Arts aesthetic that you saw in things like uh, Indiana Jones and Fate of Atlantis, because it came out at roughly the same time. I remember I had the CD version too, so I had it had like almost full voice acting, nice. which blew my mind at the time. What the Tie Fighter? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Tie Fighter the CD version, which also included the expansion, um, that originally came out separately. The CD version had like full voice acting. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I remember when I finally got. I remember that game when I finally earned my assault gunboat, and I was like, "Oh my god, I've got shields, I've got a tractor beam, I've got lasers and missiles. This is great!" <laughs> oh man. I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to flying an interceptor around and be like, "Oh god, if I take three hits, I'm dead." <laughs> Only yep. Tristan would get excited over a tractor beam. Oh man, it made hunting down those fucking A-wings so much easier when you tracked them and all of a sudden all their speed and movability was for nothing. You could just unload into them. Yep. Oh. Stupid A-wings being all fast and maneuverable. I'll show you fast and maneuverable. So, episode one racer was... <laughs> I mean, I figured I, I I'm assuming that you're done because you've you've waxed poetic and you've yep. you've made Tie Fighter into the American epic poem that has never been written. Um, <laughs> and and I said great, so you know I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Episode One Racer was just such a fun game. It was so damn fast. It was so yeah. fast. Oh, Between that and F Zero X, the N64 was just the the place for. A, for high speed racing. Yep. Once you once you got over once you got good at that game, you knew you were a good racer. Yep. Once you got yep. to the point where you could lap the AI. Yep. And yep. you remember uh, I remember finding and memorizing the shortcuts. Yep. Um and there were still was... there were still some tracks that gave me fits. I think Coruscant was one of them. Oh my god, Coruscant was awful. Um who was my go to who did I go to pod racing that? I think it was Team Topa Galleys. Because I think his pod had a really had really good handling to start with. Yeah. I, I think it was Team Topa. The guy I used was a guy whose name was... Uh... Gascano? Gascano, that's who it was, yep. Yep, because his pod started with the highest top speed. Yep. I never used Sabalba. I refused to use Sabalba. Yeah. Because he was a prick. He was a prick. I think I used the Bulba, but he was like overpowered, right? Even in the game. Yep. Yeah. That's what I thought. Although I yeah, think by the I end of the game, I, I at least I know on the ke- the color version, as you unlocked on the Game Boy Color version, as you unlocked better pod racers, Anakin's pod racer got better. Well, oh, on, okay. the N- on the N on the N sixty four version, it was you would buy better. Parts. Right. So you buy better, right. better brakes, better traction, 
devices, and those would be shared yep. across all of your pod racers. So there was no point in playing think, as anybody else's, basically. Except yeah. for their specific distribution of abilities. Yep. And you had you had to repair your pod racer, if I'm not mistaken, in the N64 version 2, right? At least Sometimes. during the campaign. Sometimes. You could also do repairs yeah. on the fly. Yep. Mm-hmm. But if you if you hit something, you would have if you hit something too hard, you would have some of the most brutal crashes I've ever seen. Oh my god, that yeah. moment where where you crash and one of your pods breaks. Yep. And the other one's still flying. Yep. You're like, no, keep going, go for as far as you can on a single pod spinning out of control. <laughs> yeah. I actually I actually. Won How a match. are their famous pod racers? Like they've all got to be dead. Like yeah. Sabalba's famous probably yeah. because he just happened to win the last race and survive, right? That's what it is. Before that, before the um, one he died in, yeah. Yep. I actually, I actually won a race, spinning out of control with a single pod left. Yep. Nice. I was on the last lap and I was in the head, and I forget what map it was, but I hit something. It was just <laughs> the only map <laughs> across the finish line all the, before the I exploded. Tunnels. The other, the other thing about that game was on the N sixty four, as I recall, it had all sorts of different tracks that were variations of the same one. Like eventually yes. you did the yeah. you did the one from episode one, but the first time you race on Tatooine, it was a shrunken down, edited yep. version of it. Yep, it was. A, a lot of games used to do that. They would they would and to and actually the best one, one of my favorite over under, underappreciated games I think was Jack X Combat Racing. Oh God, um, was the it's it's a fantastic game. I'm telling you, it's really good. And they had um, a whole ton of tracks because they would just reuse tracks, parts of tracks. They would do the mirror version. They'd add obstacles or paths. Cause, so there were so many tracks by the end of the game made up of these various tracks. It was it was really nice. That's a, that's actually honestly that's a really great game that I think I still own. But is it a oh, Star Wars game? You know what it was? Game. I bought. It's not so. <laughs> Set, so the, the master of taking us off the rails just told yeah. somebody not to take it off the rails. What year is this? No, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it is a new year, so. Who knows? 2016, the year. The year of Sabalba. The year we the year stay on track? <laughs> the year of Sabalba. Actually, we've done a really great job of staying on track the whole episode until I just derailed us, yeah. um, which is yep. shocking. So, so yeah, no, honestly, that that it's weird. I honestly thinking back on it, even though I remember so little about that game, I think that is the most fun I've had with a Star Wars game. I think I think so Star Wars Racer? Episode, Owen Racer is like my definitive Star Wars game. I don't know. And I think it's only using, because I haven't played using the Force in Force Unleashed Two was pretty goddamn satisfying. So, so let's right, talk so about I've never Force played Unleashed. I've never, played, I've never played either one of those. So so the Force Unleashed is LucasArts making a character action game. It's the Devil May Cry of Star Wars games. I wouldn't go that far. but uh-huh. Well, that's what they were trying for. And now, uh, I forget who it was. I think it was... I think it was one of the best friends I bought to. Actually was playtesting an early build of Force Unleashed and what they said was that early on in its development it actually had a light attack and heavy attack button and had actual combos 
closer to something like Devil May Cry. Yep. Mm-hmm. But then that ended up being, quote-unquote, too complicated for people. And so it got removed to a single-button system. But when you think about game character action genre, what personifies that is crazy close-quarters combat and sort of over-the-top ridiculous power, which is pretty much the Force Unleashed in a nutshell. Yep. Um, I, I will say that you, I've never felt more badass in a Star Wars game than Force Unleashed. Yep. But dear God, that game, as part of the extended universe, just completely fucks over the power levels of everyone else. Oh, yeah. Like, compared to Starkiller, everyone else looks like a... A mouse. Like, asthmatic child. Especially Vader. Yeah. So, I originally played Force Unleashed on, actually, the Wii version, which did not I'm sorry. Well, so here's the thing. Is that the Wii version actually had a really good multiplayer component that was missing from the other versions, and I have I have since played the other versions. Um, but it also was missing a lot of the Unity Engine stuff, like the the um, procedurally generated stuff. Yep. Which apparently was the big problem with the game was that the Unity en- Unity Engine was just too much of an engine for the game to handle and that they ended up like turning off most of it for Force Unleashed Force Unleashed 2 I'll see I I have nothing but fond memories of Force Unleashed 1 whereas Force Unleashed 2 I have nothing but bad memories yeah (laughs) well well, Force Unleashed 2 it's a whole shitstorm that we'll get into but um the worst ending I've ever played just about yeah yeah Except that Force Unleashed 2 does have a Carbonite Frozen Jar Jar Binks. That doesn't redeem it. I'm sorry. That doesn't. It's not enough to redeem it, but it helps. Because that that they didn't even they didn't even go the 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 whole distance and kill him. No, they had to freeze him in Carbonite. Yeah. Now, if he had been say stuffed and mounted on a wall. Yes. Like in that. Maybe. <laughs> like in Force Unleashed One, in that uh, Game Hunters Preserve when you're rescuing Leia. Yep. That. You know that would have been that would have been acceptable, but no, they didn't even bother killing him. They just put him in carbonite. Yeah, um, and he's not even a destructible th- object. No. Uh, one other thing I will say in defense of the Wii version is the Wii version makes it uh, on the Wii version uh, force telekinesis is controlled on the nun- on the nunchuck. And it makes it super easy to pick something up and huck it at someone really fast. Right. On the Wii version. Um, like, Force Kinesis is super easy on that version of the game. Because um, it's like it's like you lock on something and start using the Force on it with Z. And then you pick it up and manipulate it with the thumbstick on the nunchuck. So on one hand, I can Z f- and fling something really fast. Um, which was something I actually ran into when I played the other versions. Was I was like, "Wow, Force Kinesis is not as um, fluid, fluid, or as um, intuitive." Thank you, as intuitive <laughs> as it is on the Wii version. Finishing all of our sentences. Sentences. 
Uh, <laughs> you can tell me about this for a while, folks. Um, well, I have 2016 my years of thesaurus. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing was that, like I said, the Wii version actually had multiplayer battles where you picked a character, the other player picked a character, and you got dropped into this arena with other shit in it. And different characters had different stats, like better force lightning, better lightsaber damage. Right. Uh, it was actually really fun to play. It was super hectic, and the camera was not made for it, but it was still really fun. Right. Do I smell a three-headed throwdown? <laughs> well, maybe. The it's, ultimate it's... in throwdowns. Yeah. I throw a Star uh, Destroyer at you. <laughs> so can we talk about the Star Killer bringing down a goddamn Star Destroyer? Yeah, that was pretty, pretty special. I mean, I mean, let's face it, size doesn't matter, according to Yoda. So, size matters not, champ. Yeah. So, theoretically, th- yeah, that should be possible. Yep. The only problem is that was a very oh, frustrating that sequence. Which one is that happening? The first so, one. So, it was much, in the first one, it was actually a much easier sequence on the Wii version. Yep. It was not near, like... I, I don't remember having the... problems with it, but apparently everybody else has. Yes. Um... I remember, so I think the Wii version was actually developed after the first two were. Right. I think that's one of the things they went back on. Industry standards, the Wii goes last. Basically. Um, so I think I still have the Wii version. Hold on one sec. Bueller. Bueller. Tristan. There you I, go. Hold on, I see t- hold on, give me one sec. Ugh. We gave you a sec. Nice, nice pajamas. <laughs> pajamas. Nice pajama pants. So Dan, uh, besides episode one racer, what others? You said you were liking Kotor so far. Yeah, I, I'd only played a little bit of it, but I like the sort of allegedly oh, this amount of choice I'm, I'm gonna have as I play through the game. From what oh, I've seen so bitch. far, I'm still like in one of the main the first area i think but it was a lot of fun so somehow i still have my copy of force unleashed 2 for the wii but not my copy of the original so what you're saying is you've made a terrible mistake i've made a grave error (laughs) damn 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 it damn it damn it damn it that might be a bit blown out Alrighty. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, Force, Force Unleashed just completely threw off the power mechanic. Yep. Uh, in the extended universe. But it felt really good. Oh, yeah. It was like, yes! This is what it means to be like an all powerful fucking Sith Lord. Did uh, did anybody else play uh, the power uh, Jedi Power Battles or uh, Battlefront 2 besides me? Well, I know, Tristan, you played Battlefront. I played New Battlefront. Yeah, I never I played, actually yeah. owned a copy of Battlefront Two. I, I played Battlefront Two for a few hours with a friend once, but I I don't remember nearly enough to have a valid discussion. I remember there was a Kashyyyk level, which was pretty fun. Oh yeah, and the space battles were hefty and yeah, beautiful and. Um, yeah, I had... Oh, speaking of Battlefront, did you see that someone actually posted? I think it was on Reddit a playable demo copy. Of what was supposed to be Battlefront 3. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. 
I'll have to look into it, that. It's been taken down by Reddit, of course. And it's super fucking buggy. But it is actually a playable version of the game that was supposed to be Battlefront 3. Where you could... Where you were originally supposed to be able to go from ground battles to air battles to space battles. All at once. Right. Not the steaming pile of ass that is Battlefront. The new one. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say it's a steaming pile of crap. I would just say it's in super bad need of balancing. I think that from what I've seen of it, it doesn't look like and this is the strange this is the most mundane of criticisms, but it doesn't look like a next gen game to me. Yeah. So I so it looks like it looks like they reskinned Battlefront and scaled back some of the features. Okay. Yep. So I've been playing it on PS4, and I will say I think it looks pretty damn good. Um, it feels and sounds very Star Wars. Like I've mainly played um, Walker Assault. I think that's probably my favorite game type out of all of them because it's, it's big. Yep. And I will say, like playing Battle of Hoth. Like, when you're there and you're trudging through the snow and there are X-Wings and TIE Fighters going overhead and there are walkers moving and you're firing and ducking into trenches and stuff, it fucking feels like the Battle of Hoth. But... Like, it feels and sounds really good. But... <laughs> but I wish there was more to it. Yeah, it seemed much. like there wasn't a lot to, be, to offer. And my uh, roommate's own it and i've played it a little bit and it just i i kind of played like two, two rounds it's, and i doesn't feel like it doesn't look like a 60 dollar game it looks like yeah yeah they i feel they would need to add a lot it looks i had it had enough the 60 yeah. price tag. it looks like evolve as far as the the amount of content that was shipped with the yeah. game yeah if you guys remember yeah, that's probably about right yeah <laughs> yeah that was one of those games that i can't believe just sort of it's a shame because Evolve seems like such a cool idea. I picked it up, but it was mm-hmm. uh, it was on a massive Microsoft sale that I got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's uh, the other. Go ahead. The other the other problem I have with Battlefront is that it is supremely in need of balance. Mm-hmm. Um, the DL forty four blaster, which is the last blaster you can unlock, unless you bought the special edition, in which case it is handed to you at the start of the game is ridiculously overpowered. Um, Boba Fett as a playable character is still OP as fuck. Like, there are match- you, like you can go on YouTube and see people who do, like, 70, 70 kill, zero death runs oh, yeah. mm-hmm. as Boba people Fett. People used to do that in Battlefront 2 without heroes, though. Yeah. Well, well, with Boba Fett, because he has so much more jetpack capability, yep. he can get to somewhere just way up high on the map, and his blaster does more damage and is scoped. I would I would argue, though, that any game that's going to take place in the Star Wars universe that's going to allow you to play as heroes is going to be horribly unbalanced, and I don't think you can really, you can really do anything to change that without making it pointless to be those heroes or making it not fun at all. Yep. Like, what fun is it to be Luke Skywalker if any... Stormtrooper can just kill me. Well, I watched I watched Nerd Cube play as Luke Skywalker, and he got his ass absolutely reamed. Mm-hmm. Right, which is which is I've so dumb. S- it's like you know. Well, I've also seen matches where a hero has completely dominated the map. 
Yep. So, it, it, it really depends on, on the hero and how good you are with them. Yep. Like, supposedly um, Leia is awful. Right. So, Leia is awful unless you know how to use her, because she can deploy a shield, and she's the only one who can shoot through that shield. Right. But all you have um, to do is run into the shield, and she's toast. Right. But, other players can spawn as special troops because of her, who have uh, improved gear and other mechanics. So she has an honor guard. Same with the Emperor. She's basically a defender from Destiny. Um... Oh, Destiny. Basically, there's, there are basically there are three heroes for each side. You've got a lightsaber user, a gunslinger, and a support. I just want to so, play as Emperor Palpatine because he looks like so much fun to play as. So he is the the Imperial support character. Uh, the only problem is is that his offensive capabilities are severely limited because all he has is Force Lightning. <laughs> right, and that runs out. Ah, but if you get a bunch of people like in a cluster, it arcs from one to from each one to the next one, and you just take out a whole like mass of enemies at once. But against nice. individual people, it's not all that good. Um, Vader's force choke is ridiculously powerful. Because it's got ridiculous range and bypasses basically everything. Right. It's like, oh, hey, you've got a personal shield on. Guess what? <laughs> um, I actually did that once to somebody, and Vader said, there is no defense against the dark side of the Force. Like, it specifically mentioned the fact that the character I forced had a personal shield on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, nope. So much for that. Yep. Lord. Alright, well that's that's all I've got. I guess play play episode one racer now. <laughs> or or TIE Fighter. Or TIE Fighter. Or Kotor. Or Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. And and most importantly, have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Way to inaccurately date the podcast. Yeah. Um. So, have any? I mean, you guys good? I'm good. I'm. I'm trying to think. I know there's stuff I want to say, but like, I feel like we haven't touched on things like Kotor or. Um. Well, we. Kotor, you'd have to get into spoiler territory, and that would upset Dan. Oh my Dan. god, we ha- have to get into so much And anybody else who's listening to this and doesn't know that we're spoiling Kotor. Yeah. Except that, um, who is it? HK? The uh, HK droid you get is the best character ever. <laughs> Are you, like, Dan, do you, have you met this character yet at all? Or Yep. Yeah, he's the best. Mm-hmm. Oh my... Um... So actually, in other news, KOTOR 2, there's actually a big expansion for KOTOR 2 made by the modding community that puts a lot of what was cut out of the game back in. Oh, interesting. Cool. Um, like It like doubles the size of KOTOR. I think it's called like the Sith Lords expansion or something like that. It's totally free. Mm-hmm. That's my and favorite flavor. Thing, and one of the things it adds is actually the HK droid uh, factory. 
So you can actually see where all the HK droids come from. Actually, I, I just, I really like uh, the Old Republic setting. Do I, and do, I, War setting. do I smell a playthrough coming up on Hype and Gripe? Oh god, that would take forever. Yes, it would. That would take so fucking long. But it, and we'd still have other stuff to do. Yep. But maybe in the future. Um, probably not KOTOR 2. Oh yeah. Probably not KOTOR 2, but maybe 1. Um, I really like the Sith War. Like, as a setting. Yep. Because it's, it's so far back that you've got a ton of flexibility to work in. Right. And but none of it's also, canon. And none of it's canon anymore. Oh, we forgot to really talk about the extended universe and stuff like books. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to derail hey. that one right now. <laughs> well, but, but the thing, nice thing about the Sith War is... Dan has left the call. Dan has left the call. Because it's so huge, like, you can really mess around with that setting. Oh, yeah. And I feel that the Sith War is what the Clone War... The Clone War should have been. Right. Like, the Sith War is this huge, intergalactic, just throwdown, basically. You've got Sith, you've got Jedi, you've got Sith warriors, you've got Republic fighters, you've got Jedi falling to the Sith, Sith being redeemed, like, whole planets getting just burnt clean. And then you have an MMO by Bioware. Yeah, which has the most recorded dialogue of any video game ever. Yep, and look where it got him. Yep. A free-to-play MMO. Yep. Yeah. And on that note... Books! Books, no! No. Write an article. Write an article and do your own video. I'm still here. I'm still here. No extended universe. Games. Movie. Out. Read the X-Wing series! Seacrest. They're trying to drag me away from the mic! No, don't let them! Don't let them silence me! Cool. And the Rage Squadron series is good too, and the Zon books. No, 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 no! Anyway. I-Jedi basically has a Jedi Batman in it! Read that one! It's good! No, God! I'm good at my end. <laughs> I think he's dead. Oh God! Send help. That's enough. That's enough. Uh, no more. No uh, more extended universe. No more stories. They broke my legs to keep me away from the bike. It might actually be. It might actually be cool for me to actually try to get through that, and we could have like a spoiler cast on Kotor or something. Too. Send help! Oh yeah. Lucas is trying to silence me. We could definitely That'd do be it because there is a hell of a twist in Kotor. Spoiler alert. Yeah, there is. Yeah. It's one of those plot twists I've actually I actually know, but now unknown. Oh, then the whole game is ruined for you. Well, well, I I knew it and now I unknow it. Like I don't remember oh, what good. the plot twist was. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. good. Because that that's one of those games where if you know the plot twist, the whole fucking game is ruined. Yep. Yeah. It's it's like if you know the plot twist of Sixth Sense before you see it yeah. for the first <laughs> yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, KOTOR is like that. With the which is cool. Which I think is fascinating that movies and games can actually have that effect. And you can go back and experience it again and everything makes sense in a different like, way. Wow, shock infinite. Really ha 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 ha. Yep. Yeah. Um, it, uh, 
It also paints the Jedi Council mm-hmm. in a very interesting light. Interesting. The Kotor plot twist. Like, don't oh. don't say any more. Don't say any more for fear that I might it might reignite the plot twist in my mind. Don't trigger him. Don't trigger him. Yeah. Right. But trigger warning. Like, trigger warning. It's kind of like wow to think the Jedi Council would actually do that. Like that's really. Uh, that's really dark for that. That's, that's the spoiler. There was a Jedi yeah. Council Casual Friday. Yoda showed up in a pair of jeans. Well, except that that's not even Yoda. That's not even Yoda and Kotor. It's like his. Like, there's some like bullshit somewhere that like Yoda's species is like super powerful in the Force. But in order to keep things balanced, only one of them is active at any time. I forget where that came from, but it's such BS. It sounds like something George Lucas would say. Yeah. He apparently was Definitely. the worst person to listen to at uh, game planning meetings. Mm-hmm. So, Dan, but where can you find more, for another more day. stuff like this spoiler cast? <laughs> she, thanks, Pat. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. You can find it at our website, threeheadedboy.com, and there's a spoiler cast section. If you can't find it, that that's crazy. It's in the We're also on menu. iTunes and Stitcher. You can also find our podcast and listen to old episodes, not only on our website, but as Tristan just mentioned, on iTunes and on Stitcher Radio, which is sort of like the podcasty website thing. Um, we're on there. Rate us. Give us five stars. Tell us yep. how you feel. Or four stars. Uh, our, yep. Any, anything above three stars, we'll be happy with, honestly. Yeah. Um, you can find our YouTube, our video stuff at 300boy.com slash YouTube, mm-hmm. which will take you directly to our YouTube channel. Yep. And there are links on the site as well, so you don't have to yep. search for us. We have and all sorts of YouTube cool channel, Let's Play videos on YouTube. You can see Hype and Gripe, and you can see Hype Way to the Danger Zone, and a couple, and Three-Headed Throwdown, our current series. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, as well as soon-ish... Our Dan Plays series, where we force Dan to play a game series he hasn't played before. And probably doesn't want to play. <laughs> yeah. We started with Persona 4. Not sure what the next like one Like I be. said. <laughs> uh, oh, I know what the next one should be. The next one should be LucasArts Adventure Games. <laughs> yeah, but it might be, that might be something I actually want to play. Not but for we'll long. force you to play it. Alright. <laughs> cool. Well, you've Sounds already sort of done like Grim Fandango. Yeah, which you've already sort of done. To a degree. Well, Grim Fandango is the weirdest out of all of them, like and the most convoluted. Yep. We'll probably start showing something like, I don't know, Indiana Jones and Fate of Atlantis. That's a good one to start off on. Maybe full. Oh, maybe Full Throttle because Full Throttle has Mark Hamill in it, playing the bad guy. There we go. And on that note. Thank everybody. Like, subscribe, visit our sites, do all the things. Until like, next comment time. and subscribe. Until this time, I'm Dan. I'm Pat. I'm Tris. Oh. <laughs> this is the problem with us doing it remotely, is we can't it's fine. Like, give each other visual cues. I didn't say that. An, and that's been another episode of the spoiler cast <laughs> in the books. Until next time. Thanks, guys. 